welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of Geezers and the Kid, a podcast about something. I don't think we figured out what that something is yet, but we'll talk about it, and we'll talk about other things, and then we'll talk about that other thing, too. Uh, my name is Elliot, and I'm here with uh, another geezer, uh, Aaron, and hey, the kid. Aaron. You can and tell the by the Blake. hat. You can tell by the hat. <laughs> yeah. but you change hat? I, I, will, I, will I will say that this is uh, an audio medium, and if this is a podcast, people aren't going to fucking see you. So you <laughs> saying, yeah, did you right. change your hat? Nobody's gonna know. So no, we're recording video. We're go. recording video right now. Oh, I get it. Video too. I, I, I get yeah. that we're recording in video and I can see your stupid grin right now. But the thing is, is that when this actually gets uploaded into whatever medium that we're gonna put this into, nobody's gonna fucking see us. So well, if anyone wants go. to see Aaron's wardrobe changes, this will be posted on Facebook and there you go. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening if you wanna... on Spotify, then my apologies. <laughs> If you want to, if you want to email us, email us and uh, request photos of Aaron's wardrobe, we can uh, we can do that. Uh, he'll 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 at the beginning of each episode uh, provide a list of the three suits that he's gonna wear. I definitely and, have uh, Yeah, brand, um, everything. Yeah. How much is so? So who are you wearing today? I think is gonna be yeah, one of those. That'll, that's gonna be the first that's question. That's how we start every episode, Aaron. Who are you wearing yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants. <laughs> you know, my my work clothes. I got because we're all working working from home. So it's good. So uh yes. fellas, let's uh let's bring our listeners uh up to date with us and let's right. talk about ourselves and be like real douchey about that and just talk about ourselves for a little bit so that they can hear about it. And if they're around after the four hours of us talking about ourselves then uh, maybe we'll have an episode two and it'll be fun yeah. we need a red light for aaron when he goes on too long we'll turn the red light on <laughs> oh me yeah right <laughs> uh, uh, no no they can't see the camera they can't see me can't see me uh, cutting right, my throat science. kind of deal yeah. Yeah, exactly we'll just say aaron shut up yeah do that <laughs> So, Aaron, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us all about yourself, uh, who you are, where you are, how you are, and uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll see where this leads because I'm sure it'll turn into friggin' stories in some manner or another. So, background story on Elliot and I and Blake. We all work together uh, in the banking industry. Met about just under ten years ago and been smooth sailing ever since. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. Smooth podcast. sailing my ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except when we shit on each other constantly, but that's all right. Who do, who do we make fun of the most? Okay, let's just all get on the same podcast together. Yeah, that, that's exactly yeah. it. And discovered we had this chemistry and we all have background in uh, broadcasting as well or potential for that. And uh, I think we all stand here as men saying that, hey, look, we didn't necessarily go to schooling for this, but we built our career. Speak for yourself. Our- <laughs> Except for one of us. <laughs> I wasted a lot of my parents' money. How'd that work out? <laughs> Elliot did do it, and then we all met in the same uh, same industry. But we've all had that passion <laughs> for broadcasting, and now we're bringing it to the table with this, and you know, showing people a lot about what uh, what our passions are. It's mine personally, of course, with the music, um, acting. This is natural to do a podcast, especially with two people I trust and, and love. They're good friends of mine. So just bringing thing. our worldviews and our, our views <laughs> in life and our experiences to the table. Hey, that's how we're doing this. And I'm sure Blake has something to say about uh, his path on this. Not really, because we have the same path. Yeah, really we do in a lot of ways. <laughs> no, I, I, so like, like Aaron said, so we met, we met working at the bank. We call it the bank. And yeah. we'll just keep it under wraps for now. <laughs> yeah. Two out of the three of us may or may not still do something similar to that, but that's a story for another day. And <laughs> I feel like honestly, so the biggest thing for me that led me to this podcast right now, I'm fucking bored. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys, but I've and you don't know when this is gonna come out, but you know, I've had I've had struggles on my side with migraines. And it's happened in July. And when I say migraines, I mean like I sleep probably 75% of the day. And the other 25% of the day, I feel okay. And it's usually at night. 
So I'm usually up to ungodly hours of the night because that's when I feel half decent and do things like record podcasts. But it's more like just just not busy, like not having anything to do ever. And so Aaron, when you and I were talking about it, it started because Aaron, one of us made a joke about starting a podcast. And then both of us were like, wait a minute. Yeah. That could work. <laughs> like, and then you off, you offhanded commented about it with me on a text and I invited myself. I was that's say, what and Elliot's like, yup, I'm in. I was like, it's oh, like I'll do okay. it. Yeah. I'll be fun, <laughs> man. Thinking, really hope what Aaron's okay to this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and, and here we are now. Right. So, but back to Elliot, we were talking yeah. before the broadcast about, uh, your background in broadcasting. Tell us about that and how you see it as when you're going to school versus now using that skill set. Yeah. So I'm the geezerist, geezeriest of the geezers, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest uh, fart here. Um, and uh, a long, long time ago, uh, out of high school, thought it would be fun to. Uh, I got to, in high school, record uh, basketball games at my high school. And I thought, oh, fuck, it would be cool to be a TV sports guy with the cameras and shit. That'd be cool. Let's find something to go to. Went to school, and guess what? That shit sucks. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Uh, luckily, uh, the, the media production course that I took um, allowed me to get into a radio side of things. And that is a little bit better for me. Partially because I have a face for radio, um, which is good, and uh, and 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 I like to talk. And you're probably gonna if if this podcast goes on for a long time, you're gonna hear a lot of me talking because I can't stop. These are the three most um, people. Yeah, it's like it's ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a it was a year long course that I took. Uh, got fairly decent at doing kind of radio stuff and all that kind of thing, and then I. Uh, uh, it was in Brandon, and I moved back to to Winnipeg. And uh, oh yeah, spoilers we're we're, we're Canadians. Um, in case there's people in America listening to this, <laughs> yeah, for all our UK listeners and our yeah, yeah. listeners, yeah, we're big we're big in Japan. It's good. It's all <laughs> uh, yeah, I came back to to Winnipeg and and wanted to try to get a job because you know that's what adults do. Um, and, and I actually had an interview at uh, a local radio station, um, applying for a job probably that I had absolutely no business applying for. And, uh, they brought me in, which was really cool, uh, of them. And they sat me down and, and the first thing that the guy said to me was, so we're not going to hire you today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, this is good. But he, 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 he did legit. That was like almost a exact quote um he he said the reason why he wanted to bring me in was so that i could see what it's kind of all about and what they do and how they do it and all that kind of thing because he, he noticed that i was fresh out of it and he basically said to me at that point in time you're gonna either need to go back to school and get yourself a journalism degree for the next 47 years um <laughs> or go to tuck toyuk and work at a radio station up there for for the next four or five years and establish yourself. So there we go. So uh, what I ended up doing is getting a job with a local uh, DJ company at DJ Socials and shit like that. And that's what I used my parents' money for. (laughs) I got married. I could have saved 500 bucks. Yeah, well, it was a long long time ago. The the company I worked for was was pretty cool. Um, We did all of our socials and and weddings uh, usually as a two-person team to a certain extent and uh we would dance on speakers dress up in ridiculous costumes and stuff so we play like a zz top song we had big fake beards and guitars that were furry and spun and shit like that and that's cool we'd stand on speakers speakers yeah not poles not like aaron um (laughs) so yeah job on the weekends we haven't gotten there yet (laughs) Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, oh, sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers, everybody. Spoiler. Aaron's a stripper. That's why he has all these different wardrobes. He works in the <laughs> afternoon shift. You don't get a lot of people there. <laughs> anyway, so that's my background in this kind of thing. Um, I, I am the only, I think, that I'm aware of, unless you guys have something to tell me. I'm pretty sure I'm the only father 
of the three of us. That is true. Yeah, I got uh, four. I got four pets. Yeah, that doesn't count. I'm just kidding. <laughs> People are getting really fucking mad at me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a cat, and they're my children. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Three cats. Good. Fucking lunatic. Um. So yeah. So I, you know, I'll probably have some funny things to pass along about what my what my daughter has said or done recently because uh, she's a bit of a gong show. And yeah. Uh, yeah. parent of the year. Oh, she's great. She's missing two she teeth. It's fun. How old is she now? She is six. She's old. So we may as well go ahead and insult an entire province here and talk about how your daughter's missing teeth and I'm wondering if she's from Saskatchewan. Oh. <laughs> hey, Aaron, the writer, hey, Aaron yeah. where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Yorkton. I don't know where this is going to go, but uh, from Yorkton, That was the easiest way for me to segue into where you're That's from. That's good. Okay, we can uh, segue out of that into something else. No, no, we're going to go back to that for a second. Aaron's okay. a big Riders fan. He asked me in our meeting prior to this to not bring this up, but I just, I need everyone to know because, you know, when we get rich and famous, <laughs> people, people need to know who they're talking to and right, they need yeah. to be able to make that decision right now. Okay. As enough. opposed to, you know, get, how bad would it suck to get six episodes into this and find out your second favorite host? Yeah. Is a writer's fan. <laughs> Second favorite. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I'd be mad. If I invested ah, time sure. and energy into this and I saw you walk uh-huh. in in a dumb, dumb green jersey. But I wouldn't know because I don't on, even own Watermelon jersey, on your head. Right. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, that's just, one thing I have When have seen... you guys ever seen me wear a jersey? I've been in Winnipeg Not for that. 22 years. Not so. that, yeah. Yeah, it's I, true. Don't I, think, I think I don't know. I think it was at a Riders game, and I believe it was the Banjo Bowl when the okay. Bombers kicked your ass. I think so, probably. That's the only. It didn't happen very often. It didn't be an anomaly, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so say the, the, uh, on his, the record. On his yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, um, you're from you're from Yorkton. I'll lay off the fact that you're a writer's fan a little bit. Okay, so sure. Tell us about growing up. Oh, in small Yorkton town Yorkton, and how you ended yeah. up in Winnipeg. Small town Yorkton, Saskatchewan. Loved it. Uh, just the uh, the people is what made it work. Uh, different mentality than a lot of places because it's a small farm town. So I was there for till I was 18, and then got my business degree in Calgary. I was there ago. for five years. I was Calgary's okay. I, like I enjoyed uh, my time there, but. Uh, something about Winnipeg and something about Winnipeg is a music scene, arts and everything. And it's right up my flight of stairs of what I want to do with my life and use business towards that. And uh, it's Not been interesting. Winter? It's been a great year. It's the same Saskatchewan though. Uh, when I lived in Calgary, it was, uh, it was a climate um, altitude issue with me. I used to get a lot of bloody noses and headaches and stuff uh, from the altitude. So that was another reason why I moved to Calgary. So we just had our first technical difficulty. Elliot wants to blame my cat. My cats are the best. It's not their fault. Um, however, we've lost video on Aaron. No, oh, I'm here. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's there. He's there. Um, so we, <laughs> we had to regroup for a few minutes. We're super <laughs> professional. We're all experts. We know exactly what we're doing. Not and true. Uh, it's good. It's going to be good. So Aaron was talking, you talk, You were talking about Yorkton, born in Yorkton, you made your way over to Calgary and then we kind of lost you around that, kind, around that time. Yeah, so when I was uh, going to school in uh, Yorkton, when I graduated from there, I went to Calgary, so I had to take business operations there. So once I graduated from Calgary, I moved to Winnipeg. At the time, uh, I was with someone and we moved here together. They had family here and there was uh, jobs in the banking industry. So I got into that really follow my passions at that point in time. It was a lot going on at that point in time too. I'd uh, lost my mom around that time. So when I moved here to Winnipeg, it was well, shortly after I moved to Winnipeg, I moved here in 02. Uh, and then I started getting involved in the music and the fine arts and the film scene. And this morphed all my passions into what is AMC now. And it's, it's been great. And I met these two cats along the way. So my fellow geezer, Elliot, and the kid, Blake, and <laughs> realized what we could uh, accomplish both in, in inside work and outside of work. So 
I think too the 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 important thing to point out is they're not actually geezers. I mean, well, dude, I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 45 years old. Depends on so. what your definition of a de- you're 45, <laughs> like, Aaron. What are you 44? Going on 42. 42. Yeah. I'm 29. I'll be I'll be 30 in I'll be 30 in February. Um, the name is just because yeah. we like to make fun of each other. Yeah, I get, I get, I get shit on on a regular basis about the fact uh, that I'm old and bald. I really don't have a whole lot of hair. Um, it's the shiny head. It's the shiny, it's the shiny head. head. Yes, again, again, it. not a visual <laughs> medium. Remember this, <laughs> dumbest smart kid I know, um, and that's even loose. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I get shit on for being old and being bald. Um, and I shit on Blake for being 12 years old and a question if he's allowed to, you know, go to bars and stuff like that. Cause he's pretty young. No one's allowed so to that's... go to the bars right now, Elliot. There's a pandemic. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, yeah. joke's on you, asshole. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, Blake's super young. He graduated three years ago and, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, Dive, uh, dive into that aspect of things and, and see what his first job was after being a paper boy. I will talk about myself. Darren, I, I do want to come back to your music because that's... Okay. Elliot and I have boring desk jobs. You don't. So we'll come yeah. back to that. We'll definitely come I back did, to that. That'll be way cooler than anything I'll have to say. So. I, I did not graduate, what did you say, three years ago? I graduated... The three, yeah. Uh, five. Almost 11 <laughs> years ago. No. Just over 10 years. I graduated in 2009. Instead of doing mental math, I'll just tell you the year that I graduated. I was so what, terrified. Hey, wait one second, sorry. What What year were you born? 1991. Holy shit. So that's <laughs> what why. What year did you guys that's graduate why high school? I, I graduated high school. I graduated high school and you're still shitting in diapers, buddy. So. <laughs> just a twinkle in my dad's eye. Well, it was 1993 when I when I graduated. So if we go back to the whole leaving school, <laughs> leaving school and and going to do things. Uh, 97 in, in for Brand. me. 97. Okay, there yeah. you go. I so. I um, graduated in 2009. I was a very below average student. <laughs> uh, Why do you say that? Well, I wasn't dumb. <laughs> I was really good at sports. Okay. And yeah, if you saw him now, you'd be surprised. Not, we'll go with mediocre. We'll go with mediocre. No, I when I was in school, I was kind of of the what marks do I need to get to stay on the hockey and volleyball team kind of path. Okay. okay. I was and. Uh, Mom and Dad will tell you this. I was capable of a lot more, <laughs> but I prioritized sports and socializing, and it was awesome. Then out of high school, I decided I was going to take a year off. Actually took a year off, worked my ass off at Sport Check, became nothing from Sport Check, got a lot of stuff at, at a discount. And for a guy that played hockey and snowboarded and mountain biked and played volleyball, I'm uh, I'm your stereotypical athlete. You guys can't really see my build. Um, it's uh, it's I call it well insulated muscle. But <laughs> well, ten ten years ago, sports sports is everything. It's all I did. So then after a year at Sport Check, I went back to school. Kept working at Sport Check. I was in school for about five minutes to be a phys ed teacher. Because okay. <laughs> that's that's what the failed athletes do. No, that's that's terrible. <laughs> those who can't teach right i think that's how that works <laughs> those who can't do teach yeah um no it, and i hate school i hate school i hate school i'm studying well i've been studying for an exam for work and it's it's not it's not my thing but then my mom and my dad had both been in banking for uh I can say that I can say this now because the podcast is going to come out after they're retiring in January and they've been working there since they were. Congrats! Um, wow, 
they've been working there since they were like 19 and 20 years old. So yeah, they're both over 30 years there. So my mom basically just said like, why don't you give this a shot? Got a job, met these two moots. I've, uh, I've also coached, coached volleyball for 10 years. And this pandemic has caused me to not be able to do that this year. And I'm going through withdrawals. But, uh, yeah, I've worked for three different banks. I'll let you guys figure out which ones. <laughs> you guys being the listeners. And uh, that's about it. It's not all that interesting. It's kind of fun. I've got a wife. I've got pets. And the kick-ass niece. And the volleyball, yeah, nice. Is exactly right. The volleyball, how long have you been coaching? You've been coaching that for how long? And how long did you play for? And was that your go-to or what? Like, or was it hockey? You said you played uh, both. Honestly, hockey, like it's different. Cause hockey, you start you start playing hockey when you're like five years old. You're Canadian. You basically <laughs> come out of the womb with a hockey stick and uh, and skates in your hand. Skates on your feet, stick in your hand. Right, but. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Not that stick, Elliot. We'll they, fix. Uh, we'll fix that. In, we'll fix that in post. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, the, the, so I played hockey. Like, yeah. I started playing hockey at five years old, and by the age of eleven, I was pretty, pretty confident. Like, it's around like nine or ten that you start getting pretty confident that it's something that you're gonna do for a long time. It's a ridiculously young age, but you kind of hit a point where you're like, I think I'm going to take this seriously. So I did. Didn't really go anywhere. Played a couple different levels. Had a couple opportunities to play after high school. But when I played high school hockey, it was, I don't want to say downgrade because that's not there but the the division that we were in was a downgrade as to what I grew up playing um but it was the best absolute best two years of hockey of my life because I played with my best friends there was like four guys in my four or five guys in my wedding party that I played hockey with so but then in in like elementary school you start dabbling a little bit in volleyball and basketball like you guys all know like the morning leagues where you go in before school or you know whatever volleyball you catch the ball when it comes over the net and I kind of started to figure out that I was half decent at it so then I started playing outside of school played club volleyball for the bison the junior bison and then when I was in high school I got asked to play um, for the Canadian Mennonite University out of school nice I decided that my and I'm sure we'll get into this at a later date. My my personal values didn't necessarily align with the school. It was very okay. religiously driven, um, which is fine. It's just not not my thing. And right. I also wanted to take a year off. I didn't want to go to school. So kind of passing up an opportunity because they're kind of a step below university. And that could have been an opportunity to get up in the university. But sure. we kind of left it at that. And my coach in high school called me the summer after I graduated. Shout out Ford Poulton. He uh, asked me, I had a voicemail asking me if I wanted to coach. So I started coaching. I graduated in June of 2009. Right. Started coaching in September of 2009. And this is the first year that I haven't coached since then. And that's because our season's canceled. Right. There you go. It sucks. So that, yeah. And I, I never, I never played anything organized. How's that? Yeah. You play baseball or do you just play baseball now? Oh dude, I played fucking beer league slow pitch for Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Guys hacking darts in the outfield while they're playing. There's no. So yeah, no, there's like I uh, I I didn't uh, I'm I'm one of the few I think um, that didn't play any sort of organized hockey growing up. Um, uh, I I I mean I played brand youth soccer. 
till I was, you know, whatever that kind of thing. Running the wrong way, scoring on the wrong. Oh yeah, shit. My yeah. (laughs) When it was my turn, when it was my turn to play play goal, when I was eight, I was swinging from the crossbar. They're short. Right, shorter nets, right? So I can reach them. I'm super, I'm super short. (laughs) So, but my my dad had to yell at me once because I was swinging off the crossbar with my back to the play, and the play was coming towards me. So that's how serious I took it. Uh, So, needless to say, my professional soccer career never took off. Um, So yeah, Um, I think I I think, and and we kind of touched on it a little while ago. uh, The of the three of us, the 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 one that has the most interesting career is is probably uh mr amc because uh because of his movies and whatever else when i first met you uh i remember we were in training for that job where we met we're keeping everything very generic um and we were we were in in our last days and we were on our way for a, a lunch and uh, I hitched a ride with you in your truck, and you played a a, a, a disc of music that uh, was an early. I wish you know it'd be great uh, to to hear that now versus what you do now, and see the differences of that. Um, but uh, there was, uh, yeah, that was, and that was the first time I, I found out uh, from you that artistic side uh, of of things, which is uh, which is pretty slick. So. Uh, you came here, you, and in Winnipeg, um, I mean, we, we assume that the people listening to this are going to be like my parents and my, my wife won't listen to this. Like, there's no chance. <laughs> like, I already my know. Be, my wife wants to be on it to talk about a couple of things that she cares about, but other than that, she don't give shit. Yeah, no, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of mentioned that, that we, we, we discussed doing this and, and she said, oh, great. And that was about the extent of it. So, um, uh, for for if this ever gets to people that are outside of Winnipeg, Winnipeg is a very much um, a very artistic city. Um, there's there's about as many bands and artists in that manner as there are eight million restaurants in the city. So. Uh, a lot of different types of music, a lot of different types of art like that. And, and you kind of dabble when, when we first, I mean, when we first, when I first listened to that, it was a, it was a rap tune, right? It was kind of what it was more hip hop kind of styles. And now I see videos and everything that you're doing that you're doing uh, more R and B type singing. Uh, You're doing rock and roll, man. And, and, and whatever else. Um, I sent me so, a set list that had Beatles and Led Zeppelin and stuff on it the other day. I almost fell off my chair. I was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I kind of want to see what and 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 now this is this is the floor is yours, my man. Um, what what drives you? What brought you to this type of thing and 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 wanting to do music and everything else and acting and all the other art. Growing up is with being Yorkton being so small, like it's under still is under twenty thousand. So I was limited to FM, AM. Listened to a lot of AM. Back went anywhere from I'm telling you, like the Gatlin Brothers to when you would get like FM, it'd be like Pearl Jam. So it's like I got this eclectic um, angle on how to see music and not limit myself and try not just what's comfortable, what's uncomfortable as well. We all work with the gentleman. Uh, Barrington that always taught us that uh, be comfortable with being uncomfortable and learning new skills and never limiting yourself so I love that guy too yeah he's a great person and and that always stuck with me since I've been in Winnipeg Calgary was great with the going to school part of aspect of my life the music scene I started to gain confidence from going from the guy that raps in his bedroom or sings in his bedroom to actually going to nights night spots pubs bars and actually performing but still i was still i was still hesitant and when i moved here in 02 i just saw what ellie was mentioning on how broad the music and fine arts and arts in general scene is here and just how friendly people are it so sounds so cliche but it's true manitoba is friendly manitoba and i found that more than a lot of places I lived, like I lived in, uh, just touch base in Nunavut as well. So it's a completely different, it's like night and day, literally. 
figuratively than say Yorkton or Winnipeg. So eventually my passions led me to where I was supposed to be, which was here to meet people in the film industry, music, podcasting as we're doing now and, and just absorb everything, mind sponge everything and really just get involved with things and show support for others and not just what I'm putting out there whether it be original music or covers, not making it about me, making it about a team. And also in the, in the aspect of listening to others and taking advice and, and, and that's how I learn. And that's what's helped me with songwriting and such too. So it's just, it's not this never ending journey. It's really been a, a journey with, with a purpose because no matter what I do, I can apply the skills that I learned through of com communications, working with you guys at, at the bank, working in, in other office industries as well for lack of a better term and learning how to communicate with people and learning how to listen and and that's the same way you or i approach music as well uh well of course i want the listeners to listen and have an audience but i have to give them a reason to want to listen and and that's always ongoing so uh it, it's a great learning curve all the time when you know, has and such a ridiculous music scene yeah. Elliot, you're gonna say no, I was going to say, like, uh, in, as we move forward with this, <clears throat> um, we're, we're, whenever you, you can, you can, you can drop new fire on us, or however the cool kids say it these link, days. Link right? in bio. Yeah, right. yeah, link in the description. Right? <laughs> we have to ask Blake right. on, the, on the cool kids lingo. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to keep us up on our hippity-hoppity lingo and stuff like that, right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will say, uh, Aaron, that you are the second most famous person I know. So that's, uh, there you go. <laughs> who's the first? Um, who's who's the first? The first? Well, it, it's, 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 uh, it's my cousin, right? I have a cousin that's in a very well-known uh, well band based out of name Winnipeg. Drop. Name drop, should I name drop? Okay, so my cousin is John K. Sampson of the Weaker Thens. Um, I did not know and, that. No, well, there you go. Learn something new every day. Wow. So yeah, so John's my cousin. Uh, how and 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 uh, I have another cousin that lives in Vancouver who has plays music and does all that kind of stuff. Right. So apparently, I fucking missed out on that artistic bullshit. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I played saxophone for three years in junior high school. That's about the extent of my music. Um, so that's uh, yeah. So that's that's it. it and, and Blake, you're right. Absolutely. The city is uh, full of uh, crazy music and that whole scene is, uh, is pretty it's, awesome. It's everywhere. Well, Rick, it's everywhere. Uh, Blake, like growing you played up. drums for how long? Yeah. So like I, I, well, <laughs> I, I, uh, I've seen that recently, man. It's not that good. <laughs> it's been a long time, but what I was going to say, like I grew up like playing sports, but I, but I played drums when I was 15 years old. Um, my grandpa gave me some money for Christmas and I, I went out and bought a drum set and the, it was cheap, crappy, whatever, but I spent so much time on that drum set and I played a lot of drums and, you know, in high school, you've got, you know, you get your high school band, you get your buddies together and you guys play, but for a while there, we actually like, there's a kind of a core group of us that rotated a little bit, but we played like some shows at the school. We played a show for, uh, um, a charity that I'm Aaron and I are both now on the board of directors for, but um, it, it being involved in music, you meet people and you start going to shows and stuff like that. I was going to shows when I was 17 years old, 18 years old at the Redwood motel <laughs> on main street. And there was yeah. literally conversations with our parents before we went to the shows about the fact that it's kind of a seedy neighborhood and like there was one where we went to the show and we came home and we found out someone got, someone got stabbed the week before just outside the hotel wow the point in saying that is there were shows everywhere this was a, a ballroom at a beatdown motel you know right. mm -hmm. it th there was one that was in this tiny little hole in the wall art gallery across the street from the university of winnipeg like you you can find a show absolutely anywhere. And this is metal. I'm not even like, Aaron, you're, you know, you're in a different genre. This is like, I was in a metal, like, like, yeah. Like Metallica sounds like Coldplay kind of metal. And it was just like, no matter every single weekend, there was a show every single weekend. And it was absolutely never ending. And then I'm, so what happened with me and my drums is, 
my parents, I lived with them and we moved from one house to another. And in the new house, there was nowhere for me to set them up. There was room, I don't know how to explain it, but the, the, there wasn't a, a space, like in my, in my old house, there was a designated space that I had that I could play drums. And I would play hours, like daily. Like there was almost never a day that went by that I didn't play. I, I, played, I played probably anywhere from one to three hours a day. And then to go to the new house, I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. And I, would, I set them up and I played a few times and then I took them down. Then what really happened is this is six years ago now, I guess. Uh, Erica, my wife, and I moved into our first apartment. Well, you can't have drums in an apartment. So, well, <laughs> my neighbors, they, they complained. They said it was too loud. I don't know. Their kid was trying to sleep or something. Whatever. Yeah. Bunch of bullshit if you ask me. But um, the, <laughs> the, uh, we're now in a house, though. I'm so stoked because we're now in a house. And we had lent my drums out. I lent them to my cousin. And he he wanted to get into it. I don't think he really did all that much. So he gave them back. And I got them back. And I suck. It's unreal. It's unreal. How long is he, so are like you practicing on a regular years? basis now? Absolutely not. I've got a migraine condition. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not, that's not the right all I'm hearing. <laughs> all I'm hearing are excuses. You can put yeah, your right. plugs in or something. Um, so, but I'm going to start playing again. I, uh, yeah. okay. I got the kit back and it's missing. It's not in the same condition as when I last played it. I don't know where right. the disconnect happened, but it's missing a couple things. Okay. It's still play up, it's still playable, but not up to my professional standards. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I asked for a guitar for Christmas, so hopefully Santa brings me one of those. Is it discouraging at all right now, or do you feel that you know, with uh, with some practice, when the time is right, it's going to be like riding a bicycle again? I'll tell you right now, it is insanely discouraging. Yeah, it's okay. it's because I got these drums back before my migraine. So my migraine started in July. And I got these back within weeks of moving into the house. Like it was April or May that I got these back. Right. I barely played because I sat down to play. Elliot was there one of the times that I sat down to play. And like, I joke about it, but it sucks. Like it really sucks. I hear songs, my brain functions to hear drums because I used to be able to put on my headphones and play a song. I got to learn it. There's a learning curve. But right. I never read music. I could, I could read, you know, I could read rhythms and I could, you know, drums are different, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I could, I didn't, I didn't learn that way. I put on headphones and I heard it. And then, you know, if you, if there's pieces you can't get, you go on YouTube and you, you know, watch another drummer break it down or something like that. That's how you learn. But, or yeah. you can get isolated, you can get isolated audio of just the drums. but that's how I learned. That's how I like, we played, um, I don't know, you know, what people, who are going to be listening, listen to, but we played, like, I played Lamb of God, I played Metallica, I played mm -hmm. um, a lot of As I Lay Dying, Data Remember, these are all metal bands, and the, those are my favorite things to play. So when you sit down, and in your brain, you can still hear it, you, in your brain, you still know how to play it, and then your body, you go to play it, and your body's like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. How do you, what do you, you think you can do this right now? And uh, yeah. it, it's kind of like when I'm coaching volleyball and I go to demonstrate something, my brain knows what it's supposed to be doing, but my body is like, no, 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 slow down. Yeah. You don't know how to do, you don't know how to do this anymore. It, it's, it's really frustrating. And it's so how do you change that? I play like, that's the only way to do it. I have to realize that I can't play what I used to be able to play because you sit down and you want to, it's no different than hockey. I haven't put on skates in years. I'm not going to be able to put my skates on and go play a full game like I used to be able to go play a full game. I could eventually. It's all still there. It just, your body is not used to moving that way anymore. And like drumming in particular is so, it's all coordination. And it's all about what your brain says to your limbs. And 
if they're not talking properly, it doesn't work. No. So I just have to play. I just, like that's that's if I if I start playing, I'll be fine. And I want to. I really really want to. I want to start playing in a band again. That'd be amazing. At least you're aware of what like, the next steps are. You had you and I had talked too before because when you were um, with Twofold, you yeah. you guys had had some you guys had you know kind of some studio areas set up. Um, yeah. You guys you guys were looking at drumming and I I wanted to like it would have been so awesome but it never worked out but I, I well just, that opportunities will come again, up again in the future oh, when, for, when the time's sure. right but yeah we're still connected in the industry right like I still mm -hmm. know people I mean Aaron and I um you and I sit on the board of directors for a, a local charity and you know we'll get we'll maybe get into that another day or something but this mm -hmm. charity is very music driven and it goes back to the music scene every year and obviously this year is different because of the pandemic we host all these shows right like you and i like we did um we do uh you know rocking for choices at the mts center how cool is that like you get local yeah. bands and these are known local bands we had sierra leone come out one year she had performed for like the queen or something stupid <laughs> like that like ridiculous <laughs> like that like weeks before and we're like huh this is pretty cool and we've got, but then you you put you know these thousands of kids in these in these stadiums in this hockey, yeah. like it was at Bell NTS. So, you know we had we only had half the not even half the arena, but there was probably a couple thousand kids in there, and yeah. all these kids are hearing all these local bands, and it's all different genres. It's super cool. Which goes back to why the city, the reason I moved here. There's a few, but the main reason was once I got wind of caught wind of the music scene, the arts, so on and so forth. I was like, yeah, never, you know, I've been here quite a bit throughout my childhood. My godmother lives here. And so I, I knew Winnipeg, but to live in Winnipeg, if you were to ask me the 18 year old Aaron, hey, was that something you planned? No, but the most unplanned moments like that really worked to my benefit. That's how I met you guys in all seriousness, really, because if I was still in Calgary, we could have met, I guess, in some capacity, but not in the context of how we are now. So as we see each other grow as men as well, like from when you Elliot played drums grow. in high school too. <laughs> yeah, I grow, I grow out. <laughs> and we, we realize what, why this city is so important to all three of us. Uh, I will it, never it leave speaks this city. To that. It's, it's funny. Like everyone talks about how much they hate. I swear, I swear everyone a picker talks about how much they hate this city, but won't leave mm. it because yeah. it, economically aside cost of living and stuff it's a sweet right. city like yeah. it sucks and we make fun of it but we also love it at the same time and it's weird because you run into people from when it, i was at I, I kid you not i was at the top of a mountain in switzerland i was there in huff with a group of people from high school and our group ran into this random couple on the top of the mountain seven thousand feet in the air from winnipeg mm. it is the biggest small town out there. Everyone knows everyone somehow. Mm -hmm. Elliot, you left Winnipeg at one point, did you not? I did. I did. Yeah. So after my failure in radio, <laughs> um, I I worked at Superstore and stuff like that. Yeah, I did that too. That um, I was a I was a price checker on rollerblades, brother. So was I. That. But I started nice. like three weeks. I started like three weeks after they got rid of the rollerblades. I wanted the job oh, to no. be on rollerblades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They can't. They. I. I. I was. I was that. I was in that. That job for a, a few months, and then they kind of got rid of it. And where was this? What province? Here in Winnipeg. Oh, in Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. But you had yeah. moved where? Uh, so yeah, so after uh, I went, I went back to school and did uh, hotel restaurant administration at Red River College, and uh, ended up getting a job through that uh, at the uh, Chateau Lake Louise. Nice. Uh, so I left Winnipeg and uh, went to Alberta, went to Lake Louise, and uh, was only there for a year. Although you kind of learn a lot about that business, especially early on when I was just really getting into it right, right. Um, you learn a lot at a place like that in a year um, more so than you learn at just a hotel in the city kind of thing 
Um, yeah, so I was there for a year and then I spent another six months in London, Ontario, and then uh, came back and that's, I've been back ever since. Shortly after I came back, probably, uh, I want to say that was, uh, I came back in January of 2000 and July 1st, I met my wife. So there you go at a hotel that I was working at. What a lucky lady. Isn't she lucky? Yeah. And you feel the same about never moving from here, Elliot, from Winnipeg? I think so. Like, I don't, I mean, you can't we can't say no, never. Like, especially Elliot, you and I work both yeah. work for companies that are across Canada. You just, you never know. Yeah. Right. I just think like, I, I would never proactively leave Winnipeg. That's yeah, right. it's, it, it's not high on my list by any means. I mean, it could happen again. You never know, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I, fucking hate the winter like everybody else does here um but you get used to it and it's fine you complain about it when it first gets cold every year and there you go and then we complain about it being too fucking hot in the summer so there it is um and uh yeah so uh but yeah i i, I love it here i i don't uh i don't all my family's here my the furthest family like well, i mean i have cousins and stuff like i said out in vancouver and stuff and whatever but my like my dad lives in killarney Manitoba, which is about two and a half hours from here, kind of thing, and that's yeah, he's the no, furthest. It's a really small town. It's like it's it's like a neighborhood in Yorkton, I think, right? In Yorkton's twenty thousand people, you said, right? Yeah, that's right yeah, there. I'm pretty sure there's about six people in uh, in Killarney, and they're all eighty. So, <laughs> um, that's you guys not are getting up there. You guys are going to be moving to Killarney. Yeah, right. Soon. It's like a, it's a re- retirement villa. Go, it's uh, don't move it's into the home, kid. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't plan on on moving. Everything here is is great. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's good. If you like talking about sports have... and music, have have uh, has that come up at all with uh, with your daughter? Music or sports? Music. Or that She's a smart little lady. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> yeah, she uh, for for her birthday this year, she asked uh, asked us to to uh, to get her a drum kit. Nice. So uh, so we got this little kids drum kit. It's a it's like a little it's a little snare and uh, a little bass drum and. Uh, and a symbol that doesn't sound like a symbol. It just sounds like you're hitting wood on metal. It's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Um, as far as sports are concerned, yeah, she I wanted to learn something though, so that's why it hasn't happened. <laughs> and sports, she's kind of a little bit into it a bit. Uh, I'm a I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and I think uh, she kind of likes that just purely because of the fact that there's no. dolphins so a better dad. she's not it, it's not it's be, it's fine be a better parent you want something better for your, for your kids right? yeah yeah she does uh she we I, we, we drive <laughs> i have season tickets for the blue bombers have yeah. had season tickets with a buddy of mine for uh for quite a while right. um and uh we'll drive past there and she and she says that's that's where you go play football right daddy <laughs> so, so I tell people that I'm a football player. No, it's not true at all. Um, Built like half but we do, we do, we do go and, and and she'll see it on TV every once in a while when when we're watching it at the lake or or down here down here at home and and whatever and and I'll say, you see those guys in green? They're a bunch <laughs> of jerks. We don't like those guys. <laughs> Dude, I've got this. I've got this uphill battle because my niece. My niece is like, she's like my kid. Like they're, you know, um, we're just, we're really, really close. Like she, I talk to her every single day. I FaceTime with her every That's single awesome. day. And, you know, she comes over for sleepovers all the time. We haven't seen her in a while. So it's been really hard. But her, her dad, my brother-in-law is a soccer fanatic. And he's also a very talented soccer player. He moved here from Nigeria. He played he played for the U of W men's team. He now plays like I, I don't know if he still does, but he was playing like top tier men's league teams, like very, very, very gifted soccer player. And I've seen him play and I will never tell him this to his face. He's very good. 
<laughs> I don't like it. I want her to have a volleyball in her hand. <laughs> okay. Put on some skates. Whatever. Yeah. And it's so hard. I've always told Erica, I've always been very honest with Erica. Yeah. I'm the dad that's going to live. I will be the dad that's going to live your kids. his NHL dream for his kids. And I say that with as much love as I possibly can. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean that. However, I do mean talking about sports. Yes. I think about the unreal value that sports brought to my life. I, I, I know it's, it's going to sound like a brag, but it's not. I know so many people. Like, Eric and I go to the mall, and she's like, we run into people, and she's like, oh, how do you know? And I don't introduce her because I'm an asshole. I suck at, I suck at it. She <laughs> usually stands there for a couple minutes and goes, hi, I'm Erica, his yeah. wife. But <laughs> it's all through sports. I, I didn't get into trouble because of sports. I had ample opportunities for it. I was raised by two incredible parents. <clears throat> kids, kids get put in the situation no matter what. I didn't have time. I in high school, I got out of school. I went to hockey, played hockey for a couple hours, went to volleyball, went home, maybe did some homework and went to bed. Like it's, it's ridiculous what sports does to like build confidence. And it's just, it's the coolest thing ever. It's funny too, though, because, and, and this is a topic I wanted to get on. I want to be mindful of time, but you, Elliot, Elliot and I in particular, Aaron as well, but Elliot and I in particular are huge football fans. I never played football. Mm-mm, me either. Like I think flag touch football in, in, at Red River in intramural is about the extent of my organized football. So we're new at this and bad at this. Well, are we, are we, new, are we new at it or is it the fact well, that someone, Aaron, someone Aaron didn't plug his phone in and it died? <laughs> Someone just let the, their phone die. And I think and, I think uh, Quincy Quincy Jones Quincy Jones is reaching out to him. He had to let us go. And you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got we got, got bumped. Doc, sorry, got sorry, Matt Dre Damon. Doctor Dre. Sorry, Matt Damon. We'll talk to you next time. Get your beat. Beats by yeah. AMC. Yeah. He just he just left. He just ghosted us completely. So yeah, I'm over this. I'm I'm, su- I'm surprised <laughs> he actually came. So this was fun, the one episode of this podcast that we've done. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll never, we'll never do it again because Aaron's, Aaron's too cool for us. He's in his 12th wardrobe change. And, uh, yeah. It's like he, he, he had a, uh, again, uh, not a visual medium. He started out with like a suit jacket on and like it was, it was all sorts of crazy shit. And then the jacket came off and he was showing off the guns. He was showing off the guns a little bit. And now he's got like a torn t-shirt that I think he paints in or something like that. He actually, I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie rocket man where Elton John, the final scene he has that it's very It's very, it was very Elton John in the, you know, and the sequins was good. Um, what we were actually talking about, though, Aaron, before you so <laughs> yeah. rudely left us, yes. um, <laughs> we we're all big football fans, and yes. you know we've kind of we've kind of talked about this hockey and football, basketball. I love all sports. Golf. We'll sit here and talk about golf for hours. Yeah. But football in particular, um, Elliot's a big Miami Dolphins fan. You don't hold that against him. It's funny because my glasses, my glasses are actually kind of very much so. Um, very Miami Dolphins. I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, and there you go. Everyone will see that as we go because 90% of my wardrobe is Philadelphia Eagles. The sweats I'm wearing right now are Eagles sweats, but you can't see Nobody's right. gonna see it. Um, <laughs> you I mean we can if you want to make it that kind of podcast, but I don't think anyone wants to make it that kind of podcast. Um, the the, the we were talking though, Aaron. Yes. Big Patriots fan. No. no. Huge Patriots fan. When I first when I first met when I first met Aaron, he was a huge Patriots fan. And then Tom Brady. And then second coming. Oh my God! I think he wanted to date him. And then yeah, and then Deflategate. He had Uggs, and they were signed by Tom Brady. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I, they were actually Giselle's Uggs, but. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a big Patriots fan, and he always had Patriots jerseys. And 
you know, it was crazy because they won so much and they were so good. And then it's weird though. Tom Brady leaves because he's a big fat fucking cheater and nobody likes him. And then this this other thing happens too. And Aaron, I'll let you provide some context on it because you're all of a sudden not a Patriots fan. And no, I'm a fan of the league. I will say, I, 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 I will say, the Patriots actually did win 45 nothing today so are you back to being a Patriots fan or no I'm, I'm still no I'll just clarify I'm still just a fan of the league uh, <laughs> um, yeah I saw that they won the, the game but in, in actuality back in Yorkton we were called the Yorkton Raider Gritters we had the Cleveland Browns colors but the Raiders name so it was a mixed bag so you're a Cleveland so, Browns fan and a Raiders fan as well yeah, Cleveland Browns colors, and then the Raiders, Raider Gritters was the name of the team. So Why would anyone proactively pick those colors? At I don't know. It didn't work. It didn't work well with that name, the Raiders, because it's like Cleveland Browns with Raiders colors, but it is what it is. I played one year of football, and yeah, realized that wasn't for me. I was a track and field guy, runner, but with football, doing the running in football was not that's all I thought, you know, that that's how it was going to go. We'll do a lot of running. So, so, so given, given your, given your size, you were, you, you, you were an offensive lineman, I'm guessing, right? Um, I, 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 there's a story behind that too. I was a receiver. I was, oh, a, I was a lineman actually. That makes I, sense. Yeah. And that was the worst because everyone is three times. Said, I'm the same weight I was in grade when did I play grade 11 I'm the same oh, way I was in grade 11 than I am now so I was 155 and I played outside so I got the fuck up. you played outside linebacker I yeah I don't Cracking know I don't know if it's <laughs> let's get That's him to great. play this role but like DB was comfortable I didn't mind that at all I could see that people used I to think that. that was a mistake on my path I said oh it says you're an outside linebacker and I'm like yeah, playing outside linebacker, and it was the worst for me. It was the worst just because it it didn't work out in that it's way. Got your like, ass handed to you <laughs> every single time because it was it was a running start every time, man. Like, and there's nothing you could prepare for the type of hits I was getting. So it kind of got me out of wanting to play football just based on that position. But I enjoyed the science behind the game. I think that's why we're all fans as well. We don't. We both, enjoy, all three of us, like, I shouldn't speak for all three of us, but from our talks, enjoying the CFL is the same as enjoying the NFL. It's just that passion we have for football and, and that excitement that football brings to us. So with what's been going on with the pandemic and such, it's, it was disappointing not to see the CFL having a season, but I understand why they couldn't or didn't. But it is enjoyable to watch what's going on now because I'm just going to put this out on the table right now and see where you guys go with it is we were watching the games and we still have that excitement or I still have that excitement, but think of it how it is for the players where it, there's not a distraction of a crowd, not a crowd distracting, but it, it mm -hmm. can be a distraction, right? So I'll let you guys take it from there. It can think? be a benefit though, too. Like it, yeah. it, those guys live for that, right? Yeah. Like I've played, I've, I, like I said, I grew up playing hockey and volleyball. I've played hockey like, you know, at, at a game in front of like a couple thousand people, not even remotely on the same level of what these guys play, and you absolutely feed off of it. You're right. you, you drown it out. You can't really hear it, but you know it's there. It's right. the craziest. It's the craziest thing. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you, you neither of you would have played on played a sport on a level like that. I have, and it's the craziest, it's the craziest thing. Playing in front of a big group of people is the most ridiculous feeling, and you, you crave it. And some of the, these guys not having that crowd, they, they pump artificial sound into the stadium. All right, okay. I, but you don't have those faces. It, it's got to be completely yeah. different. I think, I think there's a, the, the, the flip side to that as well, that – I'm, I'm sure it lost its luster pretty quick for them. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm speaking just out of what my thoughts are. This is probably not true, but uh, going back to their Pop Warner days and their, their days of playing as kids, 
where there was 10 people watching. Right. Mom yeah. And, and, and that, and that kind of, and that kind of fun, right. Where you can hear kind of different, the different sounds, right. Where you've right. got a stadium full of 70,000 people screaming their asses off and whatever. And, and you can't hear the guy standing next to you. Yeah. And then the flip side of that, yeah, and going back to that, yeah, and going back to that's got to be got to yeah. be kind of fun as well. Probably at least at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh man, I remember when we used to do this when I was seven and right. whatever, right? And, and and that kind of. I feel like, like I think we wanted to do kind of just like a soft intro. Like we could sit here and talk about sports till we're blue in the face, and we will on a weekly basis because I think right. we want to have. I mean, Elliot, you and I are like probably obsessively into fantasy football. To the point where, like, this can be. The season will end, and you and I are doing mock drafts for next season. Yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's, been, known, it's been known to happen. That's what normal people do, right? No, so, it's not at all. We're, we're gonna, fucking idiots. <laughs> we're going to do a, we're gonna do a uh, kind of like a week. I won't call it a segment, but we want to, like, I, I will touch on it. And, you know, when hockey season starts back up, we'll do the same thing. But you know, I just wanted to talk about who we cheer for. Right. And, uh, and Aaron and how he cheers for whatever team wins by the most every week. (laughs) (laughs) Fan of the league. That's what it means. Yeah. We're going to get you a jersey. We're going to get you a jersey that has every team logo on it. No, you just, we just buy him a black, a black baseball hat and you put a little stick of Velcro right on the front and then you get the logos of every team i'm liking this more and more so this week like the 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 patriots blew out the chargers 45 nothing aaron you can just have your hat and when we do the podcast just stick your patriots logo (laughs) on it because they won by the most and we all know that they're kind of your favorite team at heart anyway maybe not they're not they're not that good this year but um i think we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of start to end i mia's Mm. up on my lap for anyone that actually sees this podcast this is mia she kind of started staring at me like, hey, like, when are you guys going to shut the fuck up? I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking we, that for the last half an hour, too, with we, uh, talking because I'm super think, old and I want to. It's like it's 11 o'clock. It's I like think three that, hours past my bedtime. I got to go eat some prunes. I feel oh my good. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's cool that that we're doing this because I think Absolutely. that I think that the three of us. And, you know, every episode is going to be a little different, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to sit around and make fun of each other and um, laugh and, you know, not to get sentimental. Who knows what comes up on this podcast? Maybe we cry a little bit. Elliot's a big baby, so it's very true. that's a high, high very probability, true. you stone cold hearted fuck. Um Wow. We will, uh, <laughs> we, I think we're going to have guests. We're going to yes. have, and, and, and we talked about it at the start. Like people are asking what this is about. I, I've, I've got, we've all got a million people that we want to be involved in this. And it, it you know, it, it ranges from, you know, healthcare professionals, athletes, musicians, friends, you know, we've got a bunch of degenerates as friends that, you know, we can bring on here to just sit and be super um, kind and caring and, and, and loving towards each other. In other words, super inappropriate and, uh, and mean to each other for an hour or two here and there. So I, I, I want to thank you guys because this was a hell of a lot of fun. And Absolutely. appreciate anybody that stuck with it. We don't know how long this is going to be. You guys may be listening and just hear sentences get cut out mid Like, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. But it's nonetheless, it's fun. And I think that we're going we're gonna to do this on a weekly basis. And, uh, and I think that I'm really excited to sit around and shoot the shit with you guys for a couple hours once a week. Yeah. That'd be great. So we will draw episode one of Geezers and the Kid to a close and see each of you next week 
Yeah. And uh, all, three, all three of you and the six people that might listen to this at some point. Um, by three. I think my mom and dad might listen. My wife will listen. That's where three of us come in. Yeah. I don't well, even think already, listen to the whole thing. I don't, I don't think, yeah. I, I know my wife won't. And uh, unless, unless, we, unless we have like a Sephora episode or something like that, and, and then she's going to be in on that kind of I gotta do. I got to do a quick shout out. I'll probably do this once sure. a week because you never know who's going to listen. Aaron's super single. And uh, <laughs> for, for anybody that's listening, uh, Elliot, Elliot and I. It's funny that the the fat the fat ugly guys got married to these super super good looking women. I don't know how before this beautiful specimen of a human being, but uh, yeah. So that's how we'll end it this week. All right. Thank you, fellas, and Thank uh, thanks to everybody. And we will talk again next week on the geezers and the kid.